Greetings in the name of Jesus. This is Truth For Real Podcast. The expressions on this podcast are not based on my own intellect, my own philosophy, my own ideology, my own perspective, or my own opinions, but Holy Scripture and the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. 2 Timothy 3.16 declares all Scripture is by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. I could take no credit for this powerful word of God that is living and active, but is solely God himself. God is the word and the word is God. And, and I'm going to tell you this, we can depend and trust and put our confidence in the word of God. You say, why? I got a good answer because guess what? God cannot lie. The Bible says it's an impossibility for him to lie. And said he is not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of man that he should repent. So what does that mean? We can take the word of God to the bank. The word of God is guaranteed. Listen, guaranteed. Now, let me say this before I go further. If you're not a covenant person and you try to claim covenant promises, they're not going to come to pass. You say, why? Because you're not in covenant with God. You're not in agreement or relationship with Christ. So don't take what I said out of context. Well, he said the word is guaranteed. So, well, it's guaranteed, listen, when it comes to promises for those who are in covenant with him. So let's not get it twisted. Let's not misunderstand what's being said. This, with all that I'm getting, let's get an understanding. But anyway, one of the most popular scriptures you hear preachers say is one of them is, what does it profit a man if he gains a whole world but loses his soul and I have an answer it profits that man nothing you can have all the land all the money all the women all the prestige all the popularity all the fame in the world but it's not going to mean anything when you stand before God and you have not walked with him you have not walked up under his direction or his guidance you have no relationship. This temporary world, what you've done here don't mean nothing. Only what you do for God's going to count. Did you hear what I just said? Only what you do for God is going to count. That's what's going to matter. Not your degree. You understand? Not how much money you had in the bank. Huh? Not your good deeds. But, your, but did you walk with Christ? Were you serving him? That's what's going to matter. That's what's going to hold water. That and that only. Anyway, I want to talk about Solomon. A very wise man. We know who Solomon was. Solomon was the son of King David. You remember King David, right? King David, the little boy who was a shepherd. But had faith and trust in God. And when he came to feed his brothers, when they were at war, they were all afraid of Goliath. And David said, I'm not afraid. And David took his pebbles or his stones and took it and hurled the stones and killed the famous demonic king, Goliath, and decapitated him. He became famous on that day, then later became king. He was one of the sons of Jesse. And he had many brothers, but the prophet said, this is not the one, where is that one son? He brought this rough, raggedy boy in, and that was King David. That was David, and anointed him king. 
We've seen David's up and rise, and we've seen him fall into sin with Bathsheba because he fell in lust. And then he killed Uriah because of his lust. Sin got so deep, he killed Uriah. And it took the prophet Nathan to bring David to himself and say, look, you have done this thing. David became very ill, began to lose his mind. And when he passed, Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, fought hard so Solomon could gain the kingship of his father because many wanted that throne. And she was successful, and Solomon became king. And God asked Solomon, what do you want? Solomon's request was, I want wisdom that I can rule the people well. And God granted his request. Not only did he give him wisdom, but also gave him riches and wealth. And we find Solomon in his life experiences. Uh, he's searching for, pursuing happiness, as you, uh, if you will. Uh, anything his little heart desires, uh, he goes after. He begins to walk in disobedience because God already told him, listen, don't mess with these foreigners, these foreign women. It wasn't because of their race. It was because of the God that they worship was a false God. And he knew if Solomon got involved with them, they were going to lead Solomon astray. But what did Solomon do? He got involved with these women anyway. He had over a thousand wives, over I don't know how many uh, concubines. Okay, so he had uh, many women of his choice. He had the best clothes that money could buy, the best material. He had, he had servants upon servants. He had land upon land. He, he endeavored, endeavored in uh, many archaeological projects. Uh, he was a very intellectual man and a writer. Am I right? But we find Solomon at the end of his life experience writing down his thoughts, writing down his life experience in Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 12 and starting at verse 13. We hear him say this. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. And this is, after he's already talked about life and life's experience and life's endeavors. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty, which is responsibility of man, human, mankind. This is what King Solomon says, a person who, had, who can have anything that he wanted who had anything he wanted. He said, all these things under the sun are meaningless. What does that mean? They mean nothing. And he said, vanities of vanities. Lord have mercy. Women, money, prestige, power, popularity, fame is all vanity, meaningless. It's what the wisest man known to man said. It's all meaningless, all vanity. He said, the whole duty of man is to fear God and to what? Keep his commandments. And to get a better understanding, uh, I wanna also read verse 14 too. For, for God will bring every deed into judgment along with every hidden thing, whether good or evil. God's gonna judge the good and the evil. Lord have mercy. Even if you don't believe in God, you're still going to be judged. You're still going to be dealt with. You can reject God all you want. But when you face God in that white throne judgment, 
and he tell you to depart from him, he casts you into everlasting fire, everlasting damnation, you're going to know and understand very clearly what the deal is. Because he's going to judge everything, every hidden thing. So see, you think you're hiding things, you keeping things from the all-knowing, all-seeing God, the one who's omnipresent, the one who's omnipotent, the one who's sovereign, the one who's almighty, all power, from everlasting to everlasting, the one that was always been here and always will be, the master of creation. Listen, think you can hide from him? You can't hide your thoughts from God. How can you hide your actions from him? Many people have gone before us who have been, uh, uh, how can I say, <laughs> swollen with wealth, swollen with power and prestige and popularity and fame. We call them stars. Some people call them American idols. Look at them as idols, something to be worshiped and praised and given admiration. Those are things that folks only give Christ. I'm going to use these people as references. It's no disrespect, but I'm going to use them as references. One that comes to mind is Robin Williams, a very well-known comedian. Very, very funny person. He was a ventriloquist at best. Couldn't mimic anybody's voice. Played in many movies. Very funny guy. People loved his entertainment. It was seen that he was a very happy, joyous man. He was wealthy. Had the finest cars, the finest homes. He had servants. Come on, he could have anything that he wanted. But we find this man taking his last breath because of suicide. You say, why? Listen, I don't care how much money you have, how much land you have. It doesn't matter. If you don't have God first, you have a major void in your life. And you'll never be satisfied. See, Solomon was never satisfied. He kept losing satisfaction. He kept grabbing this and grabbing that. And, and it, he could not maintain satisfaction. And Robin Williams, as popular as he was, as an icon as he was, was secretly depressed and committed suicide. What a sad tragedy, someone would say. This man is an eternity who's got to face Almighty God. And what has he got to show for his life? Lord have mercy. Other than I was a comedian and made millions upon millions upon millions of people laugh while I was depressed. See, we think we know what a person is going through or what the deal is because we see the outside. We see the celebrities and these stars smiling and laughing. And we think we, think we understand this, that, and the third. But the truth of the matter is, we have no idea what's really going on behind closed doors. You only find out later when you get the news. And we are shocked, some of us. Oh, I don't understand that. Another person, Whitney Houston. Very attractive young lady, right? Very well liked. Huh? Not only that, very talented. Very highly gifted. With the, with the craft of song. Some say she was anointed. I'm going to say she was gifted and talented. Okay. Rose as a, as, a, as a singing star very early. Woman gained prestige, power, popularity. 
Spain, almost overnight, became a star, became a wonder. Many followers, many fans would come to her concert and worship her talents, worship her gift, give her admiration and praise. Huh? But we see Whitney sliding down the slope of destruction in her life. She began to dilly-dally with alcohol and, and cocaine, which was a status drug back in those days. We find her smoking crack cocaine. We don't know what else she was using, right? But she was getting what they call the pure cocaine, the pure crack. She wasn't getting the stuff that broke people get. She had a drug deal living in her house. Huh? It was different than having a dope dealer on speed that he lived there. So she was constantly fed, fed drugs on a consistent basis. And we find Whitney at the end of her life taking her last breath in a bathtub after she has overdosed. Lord have mercy. And people say it's a sad tragedy. A person had all these things, all this wealth, all this popularity. All these people loved her. But she didn't love herself. Why? There was a void. At the start of her life, we see her in church singing songs, gospel songs, worship songs. There was a seed planted in her to serve God. She ignored that seed planted and went down the path of destruction. Lord have mercy. One more. One more person. Zachary Timms. Zachary Timms was a very well-known young pastor. Some say he looked like uh, Will Smith. Very young. Very, very educated man. Very biblical, you would seem, literate person. Uh, very prolific in speech. A uh, uh, person who knew scripture, who and it was very well charged, very well motivated, had a large mega church, a large following, a large congregation. Huh? Beautiful wife, right? It was seen to the public that everything was going well. But we find him at the end of his life, taking his last breath in a hotel, listen, overdosed with drugs, and people stood in shock. See, these hidden things, the things that we do that we think nobody sees. God has a way of bringing things that are done in darkness to light, exposing them. So just because a person has money, just because a person has prestige and power and popularity and fame don't mean nothing. The world on the outside says, wow, I want to be like them. We covet that. We worship that. We want to idolize another human, which is total ridiculous. I mean, it's okay to, to look at somebody who's got some accomplishments and want to say, you know what? I can do this, that, and the other. But to idolize somebody is ungodly. We're not supposed to have idols as men and women of God, especially when we know they're not walking upright. We should be more concerned for their souls. We have the answer to life's questions. We have, the, we have the answer to that void that they carry. Huh? They don't have nothing to give us, nothing to gain, nothing to show us, nothing to, to impress us with. If they don't know Jesus, is that right? Well, I think I've proven my case. And I think God used, allowed, allowed Solomon to be an example. See, people of God, we have no excuse. 
to repeat history even though it will be repeated and Solomon talks about that in the ecclesiastical of his life of his writings he talks about it he talks about that what's been done is will be done again people still after they've been taught they still gonna go down the wrong path they still gonna take the wrong turn knowing their demise listen the word of God scripture is for you to learn huh it's gonna give you wisdom it's gonna give you hope it's gonna give you peace it's gonna give you direction instruction if you follow the word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit you will not be ashamed but you will be peace be at peace and listen you have eternal assurance with Christ for those of you that don't know Christ under the sound of my voice seek the Lord while he may be found today is the day of salvation now is the acceptable time of the Lord don't put off the debt tomorrow what you can do right now you see you trying to scare me I ain't trying to scare anybody I'm just stating facts and truth you don't know when you're going to take your last breath you have no idea when that's going to happen so while you got breath in your body and when you got blood running through your veins receive God while you can and if you're already serving God beautiful continue to serve him stand firm in your faith follow the teachings of the apostles come on and 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 live for him be an example God help us all to be better examples share your testimony walk upright so people can see the light which is God living on the inside of you I pray that uh, I've helped encourage somebody I pray that someone's been informed I pray that you just do better that we all do better and I walk with Christ because we understand this is not easy it's a sacrifice the scripture says present your body as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto him for this is your reasonable service God says no you out to do this just because I saved you see I'm gonna close with this if God don't do nothing else for you sir for you ma'am if he don't get you a big house if he don't help you get a, a, a brand new car the simple fact he died on the cross Jesus for your sins and rose on the third day and conquered the power of sin he's done enough already if he don't do nothing else and gives you assurance to spend eternity with him we have nothing to complain about at all be blessed be blessed <music>